All right, everyone, welcome to today's episode of Heal Thyself. As always, thank you for taking the time out of your day to show up for not only the show, but for yourself. This is so important, and every single show that we put out there is to empower you all so you spread this information to your loved ones so they do better with their life. Look, that's the main goal. It's always been the goal. Go to episode one, and you're going to hear the same thing. So today's show is a very special one. We have a really, really cool, forward-thinking, holistically-minded, functional doctor, Dr. Eric Balkovich. And what we're gonna talk about is not only thyroid physiology, but also go deeper into why people have thyroid dysfunction. But not only that, we're gonna talk about overall health. What are some of the pillars and things that we're overlooking that we can do for free and cheap to ensure better overall health? We're gonna dive into what are the root causes of why there is thyroid dysfunction and go into one of the main factors of why our body creates a stress response. Now, before we get into this guest segment, I wanna talk a little bit about breathing. I found myself recently sitting with Marin Azoff and she's a renowned vocal coach. And one of the first things she teaches her clients, and she'll be on this show soon, is how to breathe. And what I realize is that not only me, but the people in my group were not breathing right or correct most of their life. At some point we learn to breathe with our chest and with our clavicle, and that's giving our body a stress response, telling us that the world isn't safe, right? There's a threat, our very survival is not insured, and our body is responding accordingly, particularly our cells. So what Dr. Eric and I are gonna talk about is how breathing correctly can make a massive change to our cell physiology, to thyroid health, and our overall health. And think about it. Before we jump into it, I just want to bring awareness to all of you. Where are you breathing from? Are you breathing through your chest? From your chest? Put your hand on your chest. Put your hand on your belly. See if you take a deep breath. Where are you breathing from? If the hand on your chest is really expanding and the one on your stomach is contracting, then you may want to bring attention and awareness that breathing through your belly is going to create diaphragmatic breathing. And that's the breathing we want to do. We want our diaphragm to push all the way down and expand our lungs and get proper oxygenation. So if you're in your car or you're standing in your kitchen, sitting on the couch, hanging out outside, I want you all to check where are you breathing from? Because this is the awareness I want you to bring for this guest segment because we're gonna go deep into breathing. We're gonna go deep into what happens when we breathe incorrectly. And check this out, changing your breathing can make a massive change to your overall health. Tell me what doctor told you that. This is what we need to understand holistically there are things that we've overlooked fundamentally, which lend to our overall health. And that's what I wanna to bring to the table. So without further ado, let's get to this convo with Dr. Eric Balkovich. All right, everyone, today's special guest, Eric Balkovich. He is a functional practitioner and he is someone who I look to for all things thyroid, amongst many other things. And we're gonna talk about other things, but this guy is a thyroid guy, and I can't wait to get into this conversation because it's one of the most complex organs. And the way that we talk about the thyroid is ways that conventionally you don't hear or you learn in school, right? There's right. The, the research you're coming across and really we're talking about is like way deeper mm -hmm. and way more holistic. So welcome to the show, Doc. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Uh, viewers, listeners, where are you coming from, first of all? I'm coming from southeastern Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, and uh, more rural, right? Yeah, we're a little bit more rural than yeah. this area. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have houses quite stacked yeah, on top yeah, yeah. of ourselves. But um, yeah, we're, I'm out in the countryside, southeastern corner of Pennsylvania, uh, 
right almost where New Jersey and Delaware, Maryland right. all kind of meet. Uh, nice rural area. I think you spent some time out mm-hmm. in Philadelphia mm-hmm. area, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, out in the suburbs area. So it's a little bit different, but uh, beautiful here. Yeah. But also really nice. Yeah. There yeah. Too. Also really nice. Yeah. So so what what I mention is that you every time look I, I follow your Instagram and mm-hmm. you're an excellent teacher. Right. This is, Thank you. I, and I could see that in you. You know, you have whiteboards, and you're, you know, drawing mechanisms sometimes, or like really important words that we need to remember. And this is, this is for me why I bring people on the show because you synthesize information that's pretty complex, and you could tell it to people, right? So, um, I know that we talk a lot about thyroid, as I mentioned. What drew your interest into that route? You know, I know, I know, you're a chiropractor. Why didn't you do full physical medicine, head to toe, and adjustments? Like, why did you go right into the thyroid? You know, skincare isn't just about looking good, right? A lot of us want to look good, but it's not just about looking good. It's about nurturing your skin and being well-balanced from the inside out. And, you know, this world is flooded with a bunch of harsh chemicals that are really insulting our skin, our barrier. And you want something truly effective that is safe. Alitura is one of the best in the game. If you never heard of Alitura, you just think of, you might've seen some uh, black bottles with gold writing on it. It's one of the best. And they're always at health events and people are loving them. And they're quality. Alitura Naturals has crafted a serum that is not only safe, but also incredibly effective. Listen, a lot of you ask me where I get my glow from. This is a huge part of the equation. Their gold serum isn't just another skincare product. It's a testament to the power of natural healing and a commitment to holistic health. It uses organic ingredients like jojoba, olive, rosehip oils, and the gold serum is made organically with plant-derived vitamin A, not synthetic stuff, not that nasty stuff that you're getting in a lot of these over-the-counter products, GHKCU, and marine collagen to revitalize your skin. Alitura Naturals has been using the best ingredients in their products for years. They've been pioneering the path for what truly transformed skin should be. So if you're ready to take control of your skin health and experience the pinnacle of natural beauty, I highly recommend checking out Alitura Naturals. For a limited time, you, the Heal Thyself listener, will enjoy the exclusive discount, just the Heal Thyself discount, only for you. That's 20% off of this gold serum. Go to alitura.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A.com and get that 20% discount. It's amazing stuff. I use it every night before bed and I'm telling you, I'm on fire with my skin in a good way. Check it out. All right, let's face it. With all the toxins we're exposed to nowadays with processed foods, pollutants, and even stress, our poor livers have been working overtime. If you've been feeling sluggish, bloated, or just overall rundown, it may be time to give your hardworking liver some extra love and support. That is where Organifi's Liver Detox comes in. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfoods. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfood ingredients specifically designed to remove excess toxins and improve digestion, promote healthier energy levels, and just overall liver health. Now, one of the key ingredients is artichoke leaf extract, which has been clinically proven to help detoxify the liver and digestive tract. Then you got the all-star liver protector. You heard of it, milk thistle, an herb that has been used for centuries to give your liver a big old hug. That's not all. Organifi's liver detox also contains dandelion root, one of my favorite ones of all time, which is loaded with vitamins and minerals to promote healthy liver function and digestion. And finally, Trafalia, an ancient Ayurvedic formula packed with antioxidants that has been traditionally used as a powerful liver tonic, one of my favorite ones too. So whether you're dealing with sluggish digestion, low energy, or just want to give your body's main detox engine a little extra love, Organifi's Liver Detox has you are back. Just take one to three capsules at any point during the day to start supporting your liver's natural detox pathways. All of us need to be supporting our liver. If you want to experience the energy boosting, liver supporting effects 
of this fantastic formula. Head to OrganifiShop.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I shop.com slash DRG. Well, you know what? I never had any intention of getting into thyroid physiology. Um, Originally, my background was I was a medical technologist. I was going to go to med school, Hmm. wind up in a car accident, take some time off school. Long story short, chiropractor helps me out, wind up going off to chiropractic school. And I came out of chiropractic school and I was doing like anybody else, doing chiropractic adjustments. And then I got a call from um, my brother who said, hey, my my wife has been diagnosed with hypothyroidism Mm. and anemia and fibroids and like, okay, Okay. like what am I supposed to do? (laughs) And he's like, well, you're gonna figure out what to do for, right? Right, right. So that started me down this journey of looking into what was going on and I found uh, functional medicine, which was great because it kind of brought my background of uh, medical technology back. I did all, that was all blood work and labs Mm -hmm. in a hospital setting before I went off to chiropractic school. But I found functional medicine, it was different than what I learned in school. Right. Um, found a Detis Karazian, and um, he was talking all about thyroid physiology, so it was perfect. Mm-hmm. And so I started learning and getting involved with thyroid physiology in an effort really to help my sister-in-law. And um, as I'm learning that stuff and then talking to my patients, it's like a lot of people have thyroid issues. A lot, a lot. And, and, some, and some are not even diagnosed yet. Right. Well, yeah. Once you know, what you know, you know, right. right? Right. But it's it's sort of like smoldering for quite a while where, you know, you're having dysfunction throughout the whole body. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And but, you know, you just don't realize that many people have an issue. Right. People aren't always walking around like I have a thyroid issue. And is if you don't know anything about thyroid physiology, you're not. You wouldn't know that that's what a person's struggling with right. now. Like I'm the weirdo sitting at the, you know, at the airport hotel going thyroid problem right because you just know who they are yeah, yeah um but that started the journey and then as i started doing more and more understanding of it in my patients i started seeing started having more challenges and problems it, it led me to see see kind of different answers deeper answers mm-hmm. because um i just even what i was learning in functional medicine i wasn't kind of okay with just the answer right. i was like but why is this happening? Right. I don't. I don't. Why is the body? So we're saying that the body just forgets who right. it is, and right. it just automatically just loses control of the immune system and starts destroying the gland. To me, that didn't make a ton of sense. And so then that that's really led me on this last ten or fifteen year journey to try and really understand what's going on in the in the body better. And um, at this point in time, you know, as we've talked, I, I don't look at thyroid physiology as this. Thing that the immune system has just totally lost control and is mis, you know, just mis, totally misguided attacking and mm-hmm. destroying a gland. I look at it as part of a adaptive part of the physiology to protect us from some stress or threat. Yeah, and, and I, I'm such a believer in adaptive responses in the body, and to understand the to say the body's imperfect in its in it, in the way it approaches something that's happening. Uh, for me is just short-sighted right mm-hmm. because we have to think and, and i've always submitted to this the body's way smarter than me right or any of my teachers i've ever had or any scientist out there so 
to understand, okay, well, let's look at it another way, which is the way you see as, as an adaptive response. But what's it responding to? Well, it's always responding to, to some form of stress stimuli, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's within a, the confines of what's easily adaptable to. And sometimes that stress stimuli is excessive and that triggers a process that we've that's in the literature has been talked about for an extended period of time, which is what we call a cell stress or cell danger response. Right. So when a cell perceives danger, I mean, it's much like people. If you, you know, you, you walk down the street, like always kind of just in case you have your kind of adaptive yeah. guard up just in case. But when you sense that you're in real danger, everything changes, mm -hmm. right? And the cells are, are kind of like people. I mean, they're kind of doing their normal thing, making hormones, making <laughs> enzymes, right? Yeah. Making energy. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait a second here. Something's not right. Slow down normal physiology and let's change and get into protective mode. Mm -hmm. And that's what we call that cell danger response. And I think, you know, when we start thinking about how many people are struggling with chronic health issues and how many people are probably struggling with thyroid issues, whether diagnosed or undiagnosed, it's not hard to realize that we're living in this kind of chronic stress overload that our body's constantly in adaptive mode mm -hmm. and maybe in a constant cell danger response for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. and, and when you say stress, a lot of us think, okay, you know, mental stress, but there are physical stressors. We talk a lot about things like inflammation or infection. It's, it's basically the whole gamut of physical but mental emotional stressors that could be pushing this adaptive response, right? Yeah, I think it's all, all of those things. It's, it's physical stress, it's chemical stress, it's emotional stress, it's microbial stress, it's respiratory stress, it's sleep stress, it's habitual stress, right? It's all of those things. It's environmental stress. And I, everybody says, well, I'm not stressed out. Well, we're all under a load of stress. And the issue is, I think for a lot of people, they are only thinking about emotion, right? Mm -hmm. That's it. I don't have any problems. Yeah, I'm not stressed, but they're not aware of, you know, some of the things you talk about all the time mm -hmm. on your podcast when you're doing things. Look at what you're drinking. Look at what you're eating. What you know, environment you're in. All of those things contribute to the load, yeah. and it's the load that typically gets us. It's not usually the thing. Most people are aware of the one trauma that triggers the danger response, but that's usually not the issue. And I think for a lot of those people, even the thing they think is the acute danger response isn't the thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the load. I always yeah. talk about to my patients, like, think about if you had two cinder blocks and a plank of board going across. And think about life stress, like just adding five pound weights to that board, mm -hmm. right? You know, stress isn't bad, right? It actually helps us get stronger. There's what we call hormetic effect mm -hmm. to stress. But... If I just keep stacking five pound weights on there and the capacity of that board is like 100 pounds, right? When I put the last five pounds on and get to 105 pounds and it breaks, like which five pounds was it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And some people are like, it's the last one, obviously. Okay, well, just let's take that one off. Right. Is the board still broken? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was the piece, right? And I, but they don't realize that all the things they've been dealing with, the emotional stress, past trauma, the environmental stress, all things that they could probably adapt to on their own are just building up and then it just takes one little more thing. Mm -hmm. It's gluten, right? Yeah, right, right, right. right, right and right. then and, and that must be the thing. When it's reality, it's all those things. Yeah, 
And, and that's the holistic approach to health, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, we can say the last thing, go to the doctor, and actually maybe get, not for gluten, but get medication for that last thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Whereas we don't look at, okay, well, let's see the culmination. I think the culmination approach of like how that plank has been stressed mm-hmm. or how that bucket's been filling up, mm-hmm. right? That is like the approach that you really start healing people right because then you start pulling out oh let me get up before the board it's about to break let me get up get out a five pound weight let me get another five mm-hmm. pound weight and um and to to address those things that's that's the power that's the power of making change mm-hmm. um so for you you have people coming into the clinic or would you say most people who show up are are with all of those stressors not the, the ones we talked about are there is their load really heavy in today's day and age i would say almost all of them. I mean, most yeah. of my patients aren't relatively healthy people. I mean, a bunch of them have been through lots of different options. They don't look too bad. I think those are the people that sometimes are the most frustrated is yeah. the person that actually looks okay, mm-hmm. right? From the surface, because they get, I have really sick people I take care of. You're not too bad, yeah. right? And so they're frustrated because they don't feel well. But I think people, just aren't aware of the load that they're dealing with because we're surrounded by it. You know, mm. it's like, I don't know, if you eat at a fast food restaurant every day and you'd be like, I don't know, this is what I feel like every day. I don't think <laughs> right. this is bad, right? Yeah, we adapt. Right. So you do adapt. I mean, the body's pretty cool. I mean, it can, it's sometimes, you know, you see this, it's funny. The person who eats unhealthy every day, right? They, they seem to tolerate that unhealthy food right. real easy. I eat it and I'm like, oh, my belly doesn't feel good. You know, am I weaker, right? Am I less healthy than yeah. them? Cause I can't tolerate the junk food. I don't know. Um, I just don't think that many people are aware of the load, but I do think like in my client base, a lot of those people that come in are aware that something's wrong and they are, they're looking for the shiny, sexy thing to be the thing that somebody's talked about on a blog or podcast and i think sometimes they're often disappointed when i'm not focused on the shine same shiny thing initially i'm like look it could be mold it could be lime Mm -hmm. or it could be your diet your lifestyle your lack of sleep your poor breathing Mm -hmm. your emotional things your relationships it could be all those yeah so why don't we just make sure we deal with the foundational things and deal with those first, mm-hmm. and then we'll worry about crisis management. And it's not to say that some of those people don't have some of those shiny objects, but I, I think sometimes they get caught on those things. And 100%. making them more aware of the simple things sometimes mm-hmm. is helpful. Yeah, 100%. When I was practicing, I was dealing with a lot of mold patients. And the first goal is the foundation. Like, can we build your resiliency, because you're in that mold, can we build your resiliency and absolutely address the mold. But I mean, like, you're not sleeping, you're not eating well, you know, you have a really stressful relationship with your boss at work or your spouse. That's, that's, those are the things that are adding to that bucket big time. Mm-hmm. The mold is in there, but it's adding to it. So um, it's funny because they're not sexy, right? No, they're not. <laughs> those no, topics that people are like, what do you mean? I have to change all these things in my life? I don't no. like doing breathing exercises. Why do I have to do those? Right, right. So what is the importance of, because you, you, we spoke before and you did mention breathing. What is the importance of breathing to you just overall in health? Because it's something we overlook big time. And I and it's funny because I've been going and I've been doing a lot of breathwork classes lately. So I've been learning a lot more about, whoa, I haven't been breathing normally. But what what's the importance on the physiology with proper breathing? 
Well, when you don't breathe well, I mean, one of the key things is people have to kind of go back to maybe seventh or eighth grade science class and there was something called the Bohr effect. And so when you breathe in oxygen, your red blood cells that we have can pick up that oxygen and carry it around to the body and then give it off to the cells. But the only reason that that red blood cells are going to give off that oxygen is if there's more carbon dioxide, right? A waste product from the cells. And so when we give up, when there's lots of carbon dioxide, the red blood cell says, Hey, I'll give up the oxygen and and I'll take some of that carbon dioxide Mm -hmm. and get rid of it. And what happens to a lot of people is that they breathe more through their mouth, less through their nose, more rapidly, more shallow, and that causes more carbon dioxide to be blown off. Mm-hmm. And when you blow off too much carbon dioxide, then the red blood cells, even if they're saturated with oxygen, won't give up the the oxygen mm-hmm. to, the re- to any of the tissues. So now I have an o- a tissue that's starved of oxygen. And at the cell level, that, that's a big deal, right? Because that triggers danger responses like, oh my gosh, we don't have enough oxygen, we're gonna die, right? And that triggers a danger response. Um, and the cells are going to be in more of a, okay, slow everything down because we don't have enough oxygen. And one of the big things everybody wants is more energy. Well, energy is oxygen really dependent to be right, real right. efficient at it, right? So I don't have oxygen. I don't need to make excess energy. I'm going to kind of slow down my metabolism. I'm going to slow down the production of proteins and enzymes and kind of conserve what oxygen I do have. And I'm going to use some of that energy define what the threat is. So mm-hmm. somebody who breathes poorly day in, day out, they're putting themselves in a chronic danger response. They're putting themselves into a chronic inflammatory response. They're thro- they're slowing down their thyroid physiology. Uh, they're definitely, if they're breathing poorly during the day, they're definitely gonna breathe poorly at night. Mm-hmm. And so, hey, if I'm not getting oxygen to my brain at night, what am I gonna do? Right. I'm gonna kick in my fight or flight system and say, hey, let's get some epinephrine going. Let's, mm-hmm. let's kick this, let's get this body awake and more alert let's get some oxygen in the system and again that's a person who's going to struggle with inflammatory immune issues disrupted sleep all kinds of challenges and problems but it's not sexy to work on it's not but it's it's shocking to me because like i said i've been doing a lot of breathwork classes with this particular person and in the group everyone breathes they're all they're off with their breathing Mm -hmm. like we are all breathing from like our chest and you know like upper clavicle area and we're just like (gasps) You know, and it's telling our body that we're in fight or flight, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I always say that, um, like, if you see something and you gasp, that's sort of how we breathe. We're gasp breathing mm-hmm. instead of going from diaphragmatic breathing. And to see the struggle that people have when they're like, okay, now like push out your belly and breathe from there, like, oh, I can't, I can't really even do it. My muscles are so tight, and it, that's years of poor breathing. Yep. And it's wild because a lot of us don't even want to address that, but it's free. It is. And it's easy. And I, I, I get it. It's not fun. It takes work. But it is one of those things that when somebody's looking for the best, like, how do I improve my sleep? What do you, can you give me to help me improve my sleep? How about you start working on breathing better? How about you work on some breathing exercises during the day that'll help you at night? You got to work on your nasal breathing. You try some mouth tape. <gasps> I'm not putting anything on my mouth. Right. I mean, right. Why would I do that? I'm going to suffocate. No, technically, you're not. Mm-hmm. That Your mouth is for more eating and throwing up it's mm-hmm. not necessarily for for doing all your all your breathing but right. people i get it everybody wants it, the easier way to do things mm-hmm. and working on breathing is work it's not fun yeah i didn't like doing it when i you know it's like it's oh, called breath work yeah 
for a reason. Work, right? right. Breath of work, <laughs> right? Uh, but 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 once you get the hang of it, I mean, it becomes more and more easy because you're just you're, you're able to understand that. Oh, this is more natural. You look at baby breathing, right? You look at a kid breathing. Their stomach is like coming out and in, and they're watching TV and they're breathing. You could tell where they're breathing from. The body knows, and that's proper respiration, like you said, to oxygenate the tissues. And the de- the danger response makes sense. This there's just. I think if people understand that there's stimuli all the time, every single the day, every second of the day, right? When we're walking, when we're eating, when we're watching, when we're breathing, and all our cells are responding in accordance to that. So getting back to your true nature of breathing is so important. Um, so when you, like, let's say I came to your clinic and I go, and you go, Christian, you're not even breathing. Like, look at, look at, I can tell, look, look at how you're breathing. And you're not oxygenating your tissues. How do we? What are some of the things or practices you say? It, like five minutes a day, twenty minutes a day, two minutes a day. How do we check in? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing for me is to kind of cover two things. One is to get the person to assess themselves. So we'll do a controlled hold breath time test. Um, essentially, what they're doing is blowing all the air out, clamp their nose, keep their mouth shut, and sit until they have that first sense of anxiousness or panic. It's good to have somebody watch them, see if they're swallowing, their muscles twitch, and get them aware of what maybe more normal is and where they are, right? So uh, I like patients to be above 40 seconds, right? Um, At least above 20 seconds. But most people are like, I don't have a breathing problem. And then, okay, do the controlled breath hold time test. What'd you get? I was like 12 mm. or I was like eight. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're not breathing appropriately. And then the other thing is once they get it, now they understand it's an issue. Most people think, okay, if I do a couple exercises for the day, then I should be good. And you have to help them understand that. No, 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 this is work. It's going to take practice and then get them over the point. I think the thought process is that normal respiration is like, I don't know, 16 breaths per minute, isn't that kind of what we were talking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus um, less than 10 is now thought to be the healthiest people. And when you look at people who are super fit, I mean, Mm -hmm. less, there's, I saw some literature in science less than six. I think there's a, a, um, I, I, I don't remember the some Hindu proverb or something like the man who breathes the least is the most healthy or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most people would think more, more breath, right. more oxygen, more air. When in reality, it's probably the opposite. And for the people who are listening, they think, well, that doesn't make sense. But it does. The less you breathe, the more carbon dioxide you produce, the better your oxygen is going to get to those tissues. Mm-hmm. So it is a balance. But the less rest breathing you're doing, especially if you're nasal breathing, um, the more beneficial it's going to be. Yeah. Super easy test. People who just listen can do it mm-hmm. and check themselves. So what was the number that you look for? I like people to be over 40. Right. It's and not often. It's not often. No. But more people are around what? I'd say like the when I have somebody under 10, mm-hmm. I know I've got somebody who's really, really struggling. Okay. Okay. Um, and, but I would say the average person that I see with chronic health issues is under 20. Okay. Yeah. So we can do everyone do that test and check it out and see where you, where you stand. Yeah. Super simple. Yeah. And, and, and if you do fall in that range where you're like, I'm a little concerned, then that shows us, all right, let's practice our breathing. Maybe mm-hmm. we can go to a breathwork class and learn, like relearn how to breathe. Isn't that crazy to even say? Yeah. And there, there are, there are people that just, this is their careers teach people how to breathe again, yeah, right? Yeah. And it sounds like, what? 
you get paid for that. Yeah. But I mean, that's it's really, really important. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can, there's plenty of free stuff available, but there's people who can really help you kind of shorten that curve yeah. to improve your breathing time. Yeah, powerful stuff. I, lo I love that we talked about breathing, right? Like free, free. This is what I want people to access because a lot of the stuff, lifestyle stuff, we're either neglecting and or not doing the way the body intended and we're suffering with some health issues. And wouldn't it be crazy if we correct all of them and then all of a sudden our body responds and we don't even need to take that magic supplement, right? That really expensive supplement or, or medication. Does that happen? Um, you better believe it does. <laughs> I know you know, you're practice, you're practice, you see it in right. a while. It's been a long time since I promoted a coffee because there's not that many good coffee brands. We got one of the best ones now on Heal Thyself. Are you ready to elevate your coffee game? And experience to prove it's not only delicious, but it's also health focused. Let me introduce you to Purity Coffee. You heard me review them in one of my first ever coffee reviews as one of the best. And then my second ever one as one of the best. And it's one of the best still. It's an ultimate choice for coffee lovers who, who prioritize taste as well as well-being. I'm going to tell you what makes Purity Coffee stand out from the crowd. Every step in that process is rooted in health focused principles backed by solid scientific research based rigorous testing. They use the finest specialty grade organic Arabica beans and then move on to small batch roasting, ensuring that each cup meets the highest standards of quality. But what really sets Purity Coffee apart from all the other coffee brands is their dedication, is my favorite, is their dedication to purity and safety. Their beans undergo third-party testing to ensure they're free of pesticides, toxins, and harmful mycotoxins, those pesky substances that can wreak havoc on your health, causing issues like liver and kidney damage, digestive problems, brain fog, and fatigue. Purity Coffee also has some of the highest antioxidant capacity, and this is important because we have to understand, coffee is actually really good for us when we're getting quality coffee. And the reason it's good for us and ensures so many benefits, especially heart health, is because of its antioxidant capacity. Purity has one of the highest antioxidants that you're going to find in coffee, giving you a powerful dose of healthy boosting compounds with every sip. Purity Coffee is grown on regenerative organic farms that prioritize soil health, animal welfare, and community well-being. They have certifications by USDA Organic, Rainforest Alliance, and Smithsonian Bird Friendly. You can also trust Purity Coffee is not only good for you, but also good for the planet. They have a range of roasts from their light medium roasts with sweet fruity notes and their dark roasts with rich bold taste. So to try out one of my favorite coffees in existence and one that I recommend to everyone still to this day, I've been doing it for years, is Purity Coffee. Go to puritycoffee.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your first purchase. That is P-U-R-I-T-Y-C-O-F-F-E-E.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your order. You know, living a long life is great. It is. We all want to live longer. But what's even better is living those years in good health, right? Free of the chronic diseases and the ailments. Unfortunately for many, the gap between lifespan and health span is way too wide. And we spent our last years ill, not enjoying our life to the fullest. And that's why I'm always into research-based products, quality supplements that are coming out to you, the highest, the best of the best, some of the best rigorously tested supplements. And one of my favorite companies across the board is Momentus. And they have two that I use every single day, creatine and collagen. These are the two powerhouses at work. I've been open that I've been working out more four times a week. I'm lifting heavy weights. And these are staples. And, I, and not just me. I think everyone should be out working out, building muscle. Staples to muscle repair and muscle growth. But what sets Momentus apart from the rest is its clinically researched formulas. For the collagen, it delivers 15 grams of collagen, supporting your body in various ways. And it's not just one type of collagen, it's all the types of collagen, right? A lot of companies just have one type of collagen. You want all the types of your body's absorbing and utilizing this collagen the way you desire the body to use it. But boy, oh boy, the gold standard for working out, if you're not on this, 
You don't even have to be working out. You can use it for your brain. It's creatine. Momentous creatine is fantastic. There's no fillers, no additive, pure, effective ingredients you can trust. Trust is everything when it comes to supplements. Momentous third-party test. There's no surprises. What you see on the package is what you get. So if you're like me, you want to feel your body with the best of the best, go to livemomentous.com and use the code DRG for 15% off of creatine and collagen and all their top-notch products. That is L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com with the code DRG for your discount. I would say the people who commit to it and do it totally notice the benefit. I you you I already know some of those people right like right off the bat who are like, no, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we're gonna have a hard time. Right. So and I'm like, it takes me sometimes some of those people to talk to them a couple times about to get them to commit to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, then once they do, um, they're like, man, I should have been doing that sooner. Right. 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 You should have all been doing it sooner. Right. And I think the other thing that ties into that is, you know, sometimes people have like, they have their pulse ox, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, my oxygen saturation is great. It's 99%. I don't know. Is that good? I mean, would you learn in medical school? You learned mm-hmm. 99%, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's good. Yeah. Because if your, your red blood cells could be totally saturated, but it's not getting to the tissue. Mm-hmm. And for the person who's listening to the podcast or watching it, I mean, they're thinking, what do you mean? It's on, if it's on the red blood cells, isn't it get, doesn't automatically get to the tissues? No. What's in your bloodstream doesn't necessarily get right. to the tissue. And so you not only need to bring in oxygen and saturate those red blood cells, but you also want to show that the red blood cells are giving up some of that oxygen to the tissues. So if your oxygen saturation is always at 99%, you may not be getting great exchange. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge concern. I mean, I see a lot of people who are chronically ill. They're like... Everybody says, I'm fine. My oxygen percentage is 99%. I'm like, well, that's probably why you're struggling. Right. Because you're, you're not getting it to the tissues. Right. And from a thyroid perspective, you know, to tie that back, people are like, what's the big deal? When you're not getting oxygen to your tissues, your cells automatically start deactivating the thyroid hormone at the tissue level, at the cell level. They increase an enzyme called deiodinase 3 that starts saying, whoa, we got danger, mm-hmm. slow down metabolism. And for people, they're always looking for that, like, well, how do I get my thyroid hormone to work better? Do I need more or do I need to switch it? You know what you might want to do is start working on reducing the danger response. Start working on the breathing. That's better than any other medication you're going to get. None of the medications are going to work good. It doesn't matter if it's T4 or T3. If your cells are starving of oxygen, that's a danger signal. Both T4 and T3 are going to be deactivated. You're going to have hypothyroid symptoms. I mean, it's just the way it is. Isn't that that wild? Isn't that wild that the endo- an endocrinologist doesn't say, here, I'm going to give you this medication, but the caveat is you need to breathe with it, right? Yeah. Isn't it crazy that we don't even talk like that? Well, I think I've beaten up the medical profession in the past, and I came from that world, right? right? And so I think for the, for the vast majority of endocrinologists, they're not taught right. that breathing has anything to do with it right it's a gland that became dysfunctional it just happens body made a big mistake it's an extra organ Mm -hmm. get rid of it we can supply it i mean i think they're taught that i thought i don't think they're given much time to deal with a client to be able to say hey we gotta check your breathing we gotta put it i don't think it really even comes across so in the past i would be like man don't they see what like what i see don't they read what i read and the answer is no they're not taught that. They're not doing that. They're following guidelines. They're following uh, what the you know the standard of care is. 
Um, and so it's diagnosed and prescribed. And so I get it. And there's a place for that. But that's where I think we as functional medicine practitioners need to be aware of, okay, you're safe, but now we're going to, let's, if you want to, we can fix this if you're wanting to put the time and work in yeah. and not everybody wants to put the time and work in. No. Right. Yeah. Because, but that's, that is the paradigm we live in, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't feel good. Give me something. I'll take it and I'll be better. Right. That doesn't involve much work other mm-hmm. than driving to the doctor, making an appointment, sitting down, going to the pharmacy and getting a prescription. Right. But that's not the work. The work is every single day correcting those stimuli that are telling your body, I'm not safe. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, okay. So we have a cell and you did an awesome comparison for people because they are, they are like people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, walking down the street and then let's say the things we give it the body, right? Whether it's through food or stress is telling that cell the outside isn't safe. What are some of the things you mentioned how it changes thyroid metabolism? What are some other things that happen in the cell? I know we talk a lot about mitochondria. Mm -hmm. Inside the cell, you know, if you think about the cell, it's got two primary focus kind of operating mechanisms. One is low stress, plenty of energy. I'm going to make hormones. I'm going to make enzymes. I'm going to make cellular structure is going to make things that are more like building blocks, right? Uh, Proteins, but the defense mechanisms are are going to be turned off. Life's good. We don't need to worry about that, right? Um, But when the cell senses danger, all that kind of growth development stuff turns off. And now a cell is saying, hey, we've got to slow down the cell metabolism. We've got to ramp up cell defense. So a couple things start to happen. One is that a cell stiffens what we call the membrane, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you think about it, it's like of your house, it would be like, hey, I've got to fortify the house. I'm going to lock all the doors and windows. I'm not letting anybody in. Nobody's getting out. Kind of fortify the place. And cells do that too. And the problem with that is, is that when you when you stiffen the cell membrane, now you can't get things across the cell membrane. You can't get glucose across the mm-hmm. cell membrane. So what happens? Now you have a person who's now becoming higher fasting blood sugar, they're producing more insulin. Now they're being diagnosed with insulin resistance and Mm prediabetes and they become diabetes and diabetic. And they, you know, somebody might say, wow, it's just because you eat too much. You don't exercise enough. Not true. Right. Because everybody who's overweight knows somebody or who has diabetes knows somebody that eats more than they do and exercises less than they do. And yet still doesn't have diabetes. So what, there must be something different going on. But if you have that cell stress or cell danger response, you're not going to transport glucose across the cell at the same ease or the, at the same frequency. So now blood sugar builds up and you get insulin resistance. You say, well, why wouldn't the cell want more glucose? Wouldn't that help it make more energy for defense? Well, if you have a threat inside the cell, the cell is trying not to bring more fuel in because that could fuel the, the threat, threat, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's bacteria or virus or whatever it is, the cell is like kind of reducing that. And besides... We don't need to make a whole bunch of energy, excessive amounts of energy, because if the more energy, the more proteins, the more hormones, the more enzymes they make, the, the threat could still use mm-hmm. those things. So that becomes an issue. A Two, we bring more less oxygen into the system when the cell membrane stiffens. So now we've got our danger mode kicked in. Um, we don't make the proteins. We don't make the enzymes. And then we start kicking in the inflammatory mechanisms. And right. now the cells start reduce, re- producing these what we call inflammatory cytokines, which are infl- essentially inflammatory molecules to to be protective for themselves, but also as a singling molecule to say, hey, cells and tissues over there, 
we got problems over here, mm -hmm. defend yourself. It would be like me yelling over, you know, to the people in the other room, like, hey, somebody's breaking in, go right. protect yourself. Um, and then the other thing the cell wants to do is it wants to produce more what we call oxidative stress, okay, more free radical formation. And that doesn't sound good, yeah. right? But that free, those, those free radicals are also part of the defense mechanisms to help find what it is and kill it, okay? And so part of the process of a cell that's in stress or in danger is to still make some energy with those mitochondria because the mitochondria are those engines that kind of make all the energy, but they also make a lot of oxidative stress as right. a byproduct. So under stress conditions, by slowing down thyroid physiology in the cell, we don't make as much energy, but we're more efficient with the energy production and we're still making some oxidative stress. Mm -hmm. So by making some oxidative stress, I still have those free radicals to actually get in there and start finding the, to help with killing off the damage, but I'm not creating too much or excessive amounts of right. oxidative stress that can damage the cell. So we see a lot of the, of the changes in people that we say, hey, I'm tired, I'm fatigued, I have blood sugar issues. Uh, and we look at those things in people who are chronically ill and say, oh, you know, those are, it's fibromyalgia or whatever, we gotta give you something to stimulate to make more energy. And those right. are probably the opposite things that we really need to do. Or hey, you've got a mitochondrial problem, I need to get that mitochondrial kicked into gear. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you have a mitochondrial problem. I think you have a mitochondria that's being downregulated. Right, right, right. I, that I agree with, but I don't know that we need to kick that into gear. Mm -hmm. And that can that that could be really actually more problematic. And then I guess the last piece of that whole puzzle is by creating the cell stress response by stiffening the membranes. We see an effect going on calling autophagy or mitophagy. And what that means is that the cell essentially starts kind of cleaning itself up and using the kind of the old or damaged pieces of the cell and any debris in the cell is kind of a fuel to keep it going. Yeah. Okay. And so is that good or bad? I don't know. It's, I think it's good. Mm -hmm. Right. And for somebody who's listening, like you think about like, what is, what are they talking about? Well, think about a bunch of college kids, right? It's the end of the semester. They don't have any money left and they're starving, right? <laughs> what do they start doing? They start looking through all the empty pizza boxes. Is there any food left? Oh, I'll eat that. What's, what's left in the refrigerator? I'll eat that. And before you know it, they've cleaned up the whole apartment because they were starving, mm -hmm. right? A cell that's in a danger response is going to start cleaning itself up. And in the process of cleaning itself up, it's gonna find, oh, this is the thing. This is the organism that was creating the stress response. This is the toxin. We can get, we can break this down and get rid of it. And so just like those college kids, hey, what smells in here, right? Mm -hmm. Well, by cleaning up the process, they actually find, oh, that was a piece of moldy something that was rotting underneath right. the couch, but they get the thing cleaned up. And that's what cells do too. When they're in that danger mode, they can actually start addressing the threat or addressing the danger. Mm -hmm. Really great analogy. Cause I remember that day in college. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Um, so, so it's incredible to hear the way that you speak about it because it highlights the very intelligence behind the body. Right, because what you described was literally, it sounded like a conscious being making conscious decisions on how to survive and optimize as mm -hmm. much as possible. And to think we have billions throughout our body happening mm -hmm. over and over, just, just this intelligence that is keeping us alive. And I think it's that intelligence that's neglected 
in many approaches for medicine, but the beautiful thing about functional is that we work with that, or naturopathic, we work with that intelligence. Um, so yeah, it just to, to hear it like illustrated like that is really cool. Um, so then it cleans out, it cleans it out. But if we don't remove the threat, it just keeps happening in a cycle, right? Yeah, I mean, why would you, why why would the body get healthy? How could it get healthy if the threat is constantly there, mm -hmm. right? And I think the bigger challenge is is as you, it's like everything else. Everybody needs a vacation right? Every once in a while. I mean, we all love work, but then you need a vacation. And the cells are the same way. I mean, if they're constantly under excessive amounts of stress and you don't give them time to recover, they're going to be in all, in and out of that threat mode all the time. And people, and I, I think so many people operate in that mode all the time. They're just not aware of it. But at points in times, we have to be, find ways to just reduce the load, the stress load on our cells. Mm -hmm. Um, when you go on vacation, you're doing it for like many times for your mental state to, but it, really what you're doing that for many times is for your cells and tissues. Yeah. You go sit on that beach for four or five hours when you were like, I would never spend four or five hours sitting on a beach. Right? right. And you give yourself time to decompress. You, you know, you go somewhere and the cell service isn't good. You're not on your phone. You're not listening to the right. ting of, you know, TikTok or Instagram <laughs> or any of those things. And so you sit sit by yourself and you're with your own thoughts and i think those are opportunities where you really get a chance to heal at a cellular and tissue level and some people just never take those opportunities whether it's on you know on a daily basis or even through the year they're always in that constant load and their cells yeah. never get a chance to recover yeah so to think about just so can we find time every single day to have recovery time right maybe 30 minutes maybe an hour maybe 15 minutes to just be like decompress no phone make sure my breathing's okay uh make sure i'm checking out my body mm -hmm. right like ooh, dude, I, don't, I don't feel good my stomach has been off all day you know just to acknowledge it you know listening getting closer touch with your body I mean, is it, is it, do you tell people like, take some time, take some time every single day? I do. And I think the issue for most people is they're too busy. Right. And we're all busy. Yeah. Right. And the person who gets the most done is often the person who's the busiest. Right. Right. And the person who has is way too busy, um, is the person who really doesn't get much done. Right. So I always tell somebody, whether it's physical exercise or breathing, like, could you give me 30 seconds? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I can give you 30 seconds. Okay, good. And commit to 30 seconds. Start there. Next time I talk to him, how'd it go? Did you do it every day for 30 seconds? Yeah, it was like, doesn't, doesn't take much. Okay, good. So then give me another 30 seconds. Yeah. And then when I find that point where they are, um, like, I don't have, I don't have five minutes. Right. I, I'm out of, I mean, I can give you five, five minutes is like the max. Okay, good. So do you think you could give me like every 20 minutes, you could give me 30 seconds to a minute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. Let's commit to that. Right. And so I call that 20 minute fitness. So if you spend, if you spend like set your phone and the timer goes off every 30 minutes and you spend 30 seconds to a minute working on your breathing exercise, doing a physical exercise, just go for a walk outside, do mm -hmm. something before you know it. Yeah. It's the end of the day and you've got, you know, 48 sessions of maybe, you know, maybe not that many, but maybe 40 sessions of time that you had an opportunity to do it. And even if you missed half, that was, let's say it's 20 sessions. Now you did something for 20 minutes yeah, and you, that you didn't have time for, right. right? And now you did. 
And if I ask you tomorrow, you could probably give me another five or 10 seconds yeah. and add to it. That's so powerful. So I think that's the best way for most people. And then the other thing for them is to have a tool, right? To help them. Mm-hmm. It sounds crazy. Like you need a tool to help you breathe. And I think, yes, because even people who do like breathing exercises or when you, when you're used to doing breathing exercises, you know what to do, yeah. right? And you're like, oh, I know what. I know what to do. It's like if you go to the gym. You go to the gym. If you're a newbie at the gym, you go in and go, oh, I don't know what they're right. doing here. <laughs> but if you're new to breathing exercise, you're like, I, I don't even know if I'm doing it wrong. Right. And how, how am I supposed to do it? Like, do I really have to think about breathing? But there's tools like heart math. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, I, I mean, when I first got heart math, I thought it was the dumbest thing ever because I'm like, I'm going to watch this thing help me breathe. I don't need this thing to help me breathe. Mm-hmm. But I could not get that thing into the right color mode right? right i had right. to and i was like this thing's stupid i told my friend who recommended i'm like i hate that thing it doesn't go into the right color he goes what are you doing when you're doing your breathing i'm like i don't know i'm thinking about all the other things i need to do he's like right <laughs> don't focus on all the other things you need to do you need the device mm-hmm. because you don't you're not focused you're trying to focus pay attention block the other things out of your mind and then once i got it i was like wow that could be powerful yeah. and as a person who's in, more athletic you know I like to do a lot of physical activity and run. Improving my breathing was huge just from a physical standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. let alone everyday activities for the person who doesn't breathe well. But I mean, as an ad, somebody who's trying to be athletic, it's huge. More oxygen into the system, more oxygen exchange is important. And I didn't realize that I just wasn't breathing well when I was running. I've just been breathing improperly for so long. Big time. That yeah. you don't realize you're like huh um and it took me i mean when i really started putting time into trying to breathe appropriately through my nose and and make sure i was trying to keep my heart rate in a in an aerobic range when i was doing longer runs i was like man this is hard i've been running for 25 years mm-hmm. and i actually had to start over because i was like i'm in the black hole zone every time i'm running yeah maybe that's what was causing my insulin resistance, my Hashimoto's, my thyroid issues. I was like, holy cow, I'm eating well, doing all these other things and I'm training and exercising, but I'm doing it what doesn't feel strenuous, but I'm, I wasn't breathing well. Mm-hmm. And that was creating, that was a big reason. I think one of the big reasons why I developed Hashimoto's in my forties. Wow. Because if, and, and I want to go back because of breathing. Well, yeah. Cause I, I, I think I've broken my nose probably 10 times. Yeah. And so I have one side that doesn't work well at all. And I'm kind of a wuss to go get it fixed, right? right? But, you know, you just default to mouth breathing when you don't get air to it. And it's been so long that I've had busted nose and not had great air exchange. It just becomes the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you go for a run, I don't think, I, you know, people would say, hey, if you can keep your, you know, mouth closed or you can talk that you're at the right, you're probably at the right pace. Right. That's not true. I right. mean, I could do that and run, you know, eight, 830 pace for a long period of time and mm-hmm. have a conversation with somebody and feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're, when you're not breathing appropriately, your heart rate goes up, you start driving yourself out of aerobic respiration you become what we call it more anaerobic respiration you're not going to burn fat efficiently in that mm-hmm. range and it creates more of a cell stress response and i think 
try I think it was really the when I was pushing more triathlon based training um, that's when I wound up, wound up finding out I had Hashimoto's and it was probably decreased sleep which you know I poo-pooed my whole life like sleeping's for the week right for I sure. only need like four hours a day um, training right so you have to get time in to train you're in a pool what's in the pool is not the cleanest environment to be in right. day after day um, poor recovery nutrition wasn't was was good but you know if you're not sleeping you're not breathing well during that, that whole activity um, you know being a dad coaching work all those things but I really at the end of the day the breathing became extremely important because yeah. especially if you're swimming breathing's critically important I didn't and I think that was one of the things as I was doing it that kind of was like I always feel like I'm dying in the water that's not my that's not my thing but I think the poor my poor nasal breathing overall um was probably one of the reasons I struggled with the swim portion but I think it was all that stuff that really drove the process mm -hmm. but I think bre improper breathing long runs improper breathing increasing your heart rate being in that black hole zone was probably a huge factor yeah. in what drove it powerful to think that and that's mm -hmm. how, and we're just talking about thyroid we're not talking about other diseases that can just sprout from poor breathing yeah like, like I did I would run my blood work every year and that year I got Hashimoto's I've got insulin resistance right and I'm working harder and I'm putting on a little like I guess what the ladies would call like a little muffin top right and you're like oh, man. you know what's going on here but it was it was a it was an excessive stress response yeah yeah your body was simply adapting to that yeah and somebody would look at it and go but you're you're you know you look fit you're exercising you're eating well how could you get sick? Now let's chat about something crucial that is omega-3s. You know I'm all about keeping clean and pure when it comes to products as well as food on my plate. But when it comes to supplements, right, we have to make sure we have the best of the best, but especially when it comes to omega-3s. And, and I really mean it. Omega-3s are some of the most adulterated supplements that exist out there. And a lot of companies aren't doing it right. We need omega-3s for our heart, for our brain, for our eye health. You might not be getting enough nutritionally. When it comes to Peori, it's a quality brand, not only just with Omegas across their whole line. They're extremely transparent. Every batch undergoes rigorous testing against over 200 contaminants, and you could check the results for yourself. And that's one of my favorite things. You can scan the QR code and look at the batch that is right in front of you that is on your shelf or on your counter, and you can see the results for this quality testing. Peori's O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil delivers a potent dose of EPA and DHA without any unnecessary extras. Now, Peori is offering 20% off of their O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil, the one that I take every single morning, and all their fantastic products to you, the Heal Thyself listener. That's 20% off even the already discounted subscription price. I want you to go to Peori.com. Use my promo code DRG. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash DRG to take care of your health with some of the best omegas out there by Peori. These days... These days, it seems like everyone is carrying on a beverage, whether it's soda or flavored water, or kombucha or coffee or tea, but not all beverages are created equal when it comes to quality and health benefits. That is why I become obsessed with Peaks Sun Goddess Matcha. I've been using this for, it's one of the first supplements I really invested in. It's four years ago, probably. And it's not just any old matcha powder. We're talking organic ceremonial grade matcha tea that has been meticulously screened for pesticides, heavy metals, mold, and even radioactive isotopes 
Peak takes no shortcuts. Their matcha is cultivated by ninth degree tea masters in Kagoshima, Japan, using century old traditions. Their plants are shaded for 35% longer than usual to maximize the production of vital compounds like L-theanine for calm, steady energy and chlorophyll for its detoxifying anti-aging properties. I start every morning with a frothy cup of sun goddess matcha, not just for energizing my body, you know, we all want to get that caffeine kick, yeah, okay, but for the amazing gut health, metabolism boosting, and antioxidant benefits. The phytonutrients nurture my digestive system, the EGCG compounds help my body burn calories efficiently, and the chlorophyll gives my skin the awesome reading. You see I'm glowing right now, right? That's because of the matcha. There's perfectly proportioned packets that are easy to mix with water whenever I need to pick me up, so easy to make a consistent self-care ritual. Peak is offering you, the Heal Thyself listener, 15% off of their sun goddess matcha plus a free beaker and a rechargeable frother when you go to peaklife.com slash drg they're so confident that you're going to love it there's even a 30-day money-back guarantee no code at checkout just go to p-i-q-u-e-l-i-f-e.com slash drg you're going to get 15 percent off plus all those freebies well just like anybody else if you're doing a lot of things good stress is good and bad right but it, it stress isn't in itself a bad thing all the time stress is good that makes us stronger right. but you have to allow time for recovery i just wasn't allowing time for recovery right right let me ask you a question I, and wait you mentioned really quick before we do in the heart math you mentioned the black zone what for people who don't oh, the black know, hole zone yeah the black hole zone. for people don't who don't know what does that mean so when we that's not necessarily a, a thing from heart math mm -hmm. but the black hole zone is there is your max capacity when you're doing something physically, right? And then there's a aero, max aerobic zone, okay? Which is where you're using lots of oxygen, using your mitochondria, you're using burning fat. You can still use fats for energy. The black hole zone is the area where you're not at max capacity, mm. but you're also not aerobic. So you're in an anaerobic period of time. And I think this happens to a lot of people is that they're in that anaerobic portion. And what that means is, I can really only burn glucose for energy yeah. and I have to make fast energy. I don't have time to go through what we call these mitochondria. These are these engines inside your cells and they can, you know, everybody learned this in seventh grade science class, right? The, the class where everybody's like, oh, Krebs cycle. Right. Oh. But you take this glucose molecule, you put it into this, into this mitochondria, this machine, and it pops out 36 ATP and ATP is your energy currency. When you're not air, but that requires air, oxygen. Yeah, oxygen. Yeah. And so if you're exercising at a pace where you can't get enough oxygen into the system, into those tissues, now the cells work anaerobically, which they can do, and they're very good at it, but it's not as efficient. And so one glucose molecule, and I somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's like you get, I think it's six ATB, but then it's a net loss of four, yeah. right? And so when you're exercising anaerobically, your body will do it fast because it's it's more, it's quicker to make energy that way, but um, it's terrible for your health. It's a chronic right. stress response right. that your body's saying, hey, we got to break down muscle tissue. We got to break it. We got to figure out other ways to generate all this energy. And if you're always in that zone, um, it's not a good place to be. Mm -hmm. And so Phil Moffatone, I don't know if you've heard of Phil Moffatone, but he's a, a guy who came up with um, a formula. So the old formula for aerobic exercise used to be like 210 minus your age. And I think Phil's work, uh, he calls it the math, math principle. Uh, it's 180 roughly. It's 170 to 180 minus your age. It's kind of that 
aerobic training range. Right. So if you're in that kind of zone between 170 minus your age and 180 minus your range, that's probably your aerobic zone. So right. if you're doing a longer duration exercise, let's for purposes and say, hey, I'm gonna go for a longer run, uh, let's say longer than 20 minutes, then you wanna stay in that aerobic zone. Mm -hmm. So that way you're most efficient at making energy, you're doing it aerobically, and you're able to utilize what most people want to do when they're burning, when they're exercising, is burn fat calories, right? right? If you're, if you can stay in that aerobic zone for extended periods of times, then you're going to do probably pretty much what you want to do. You're yeah. going to have less stress, less inflammation, and you're going to be able to burn fats more efficiently. Yeah. Um, now, if you're going to do power lifting or you're going to do something that's short and intense, like a hit technique, you want max capacity, so you're going to blow rat. You're going to be in that phase where you want your body to make energy right, fast and right, quick. Right, right, right. So that's what it means. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Long answer. Draw yeah, it yeah. No, 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 no. We understand much better. Um, just, just to see how important. And I love that we we were talking about thyroid, but we tied in the breathing being mm -hmm. so important. And you know, we didn't plan on this, but I love that we spoke about this because it's a pillar of health. Mm -hmm. Many of us are breathing poorly. Mm -hmm. Many of us don't even know it. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, many of us don't know how to breathe correctly. So when you tell people to breathe correctly, do you tell them to breathe through their diaphragm to bring it to their stomach, uh, like belly breaths? Yeah. I, how do we bring awareness? Like, what do you say? Like, what is a proper breathing technique for you? Typically drive people initially. Um, I give them some simple exercise, but definitely belly breathing, hand on the belly, mm -hmm. breathe in, belly out. We'll have them work on box breathing, very simple exercises. Mm -hmm. And... Most, I would say the the vast majority of people aren't necessarily people who are going to get super into breathing techniques. Uh, I don't see most of them becoming Wim Hoffers, right? right? right. But I think Wim's got some techniques, but I think all of the stuff that he has has come, those are concepts that are right. They're what, ancient. Ancient, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So I think um, I try and give them some recommendations uh, that are going to be really simple to get them into it. Have give them a device, something like um, heart math that they can kind of work on and see that it's making the change. And then if they want to, um, if they want to get a little bit more advanced with it, then try and send them in directions and even give them the books. Um, there's a good book, uh, The Oxygen Advantage of You, no. uh, Andrew McGowan. Um, they've he's kind of become the buteco guy you're yeah, familiar buteco with buteco breathing, breathing. Yeah. so I, I like the concepts of buteco breathing again i think these are concepts that have been pulled from concepts that are ancient ancient <laughs> right um but a book like his on the oxygen advantage i think is pretty simple for most people to read and for the person who's a little nervous about is this getting too like woo woo mm -hmm. I mean, it's a good int introduction to them. But awesome. I try and keep it super simple. Awesome. Because awesome. you know, people are like, do I have to sit in the middle of the room and, you know, burn incense? No, no. just breathe. Just, yeah, just, work, just, on just, just work on your breathing. And, right. then, and so, so for the viewers and listeners, what I do is I'll just like check in mm -hmm. throughout the day. You know, I know that I'm not breathing if my stomach muscles are so contracted, right? Like I feel like I have a tight band around my body. I go, whoa, like one, let me stretch and I do some hanging exercises where I just hang for 30 second increments and it kind of opens up my chest, opens up my stomach and I go, okay. And then I, I just practice my belly breathing. I'll drive sometimes and I'll be like, all right, 
is my belly fully sucked in or is it like just relaxed and am I breathing into that part of my body? Many times when I check in, I notice I'm breathing up at my chest and there's short breaths, like sort of like gas breaths. Mm -hmm. And imagine like not only is your are you oxygenating poorly, but you're giving a stress response to your body, right? Like it's it's sending out stress signals. So the body's always thinking mm-hmm. you're stressed, even if you're not. And me, I meditate all the time and I'm I'm pretty zen. People are like, hey, Dr. G, you're zen. But is, does my body know that I'm zen? Right. You know, my mind does, but, you know, and it's one major signal is the breathing. So anyway. But I, I mean, I tell people the same thing. If you just put your hand, one hand on your belly, one hand on your chest and just take some breaths. Right. What's moving? Right. Yeah, a lot of the chest for people. Yeah, if this oh. is where it's all starting, uh, and your belly's not really breathing, right? You're doing more chest breathing. That's more stressful. I love it. So, so Doc, where where do people find you? I know you have your Instagram. It's amazing. You you stay pretty up to date with it too. Well, this week I have you have right, yeah. Yeah. but um, I, I'm on Instagram. I think it's Doctor Balcavage mm-hmm. on Instagram. See, I'm not in. I know I'm you're not, not a yeah. social guy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, but the um, well, I think it's Doctor Balcavage on Instagram, and then uh, I. I have Rejuvagen is my website, and that's my, I think that's my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, a podcast called Thyroid Answers Podcast, yes. and we um, that comes out probably twice a month. Mm-hmm. I think we put that out. Um, and then my Rejuvagen website. But I would say if I'm commenting or posting on things, most things are going on Instagram. Yeah, and that's where we see it. And I love that you have, you write it out. And you draw pictures and you write like concepts and terms. That's really important for a visual guy like me. Or I mean, I wish I wish I had more of that in school versus just like some just talking about concepts. I need whiteboards. I need drawings. I need to, you know. And that's really cool that you do that. Well, I don't. I don't think. I think for me, it's helpful. Yeah. Right. Because I'm not the smartest tool in the shed either. So for <laughs> me, if I kind of write out concepts and I do that all the time, is I read something. Even when I'm talking, read a paper. I read it. I highlight it, I outline it, and I write it out. Like, okay, make sure I understand the concepts and then try and t- tie those concepts together. So it's good. Mm-hmm. And somebody says, hey, it's helpful. Right. It's helpful for me. No. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I think you sell yourself short, though. You are a very sharp tool on the show. Yeah. We'll yeah, yeah. Anyway, Doc, thank you for coming on the show. I'd love to have you back when you're back out in California. Um, and everyone viewing or listening, you know where to find him. Check out his videos. And certainly, if you're suffering with anything thyroid, Go online, look at his work, and then reach out because, I mean, I know you've helped so many people. We always talk about some things about thyroid, and, you know, I'm always, you got always up-to-date papers, so I love that. And, um, yeah, like I said, pleasure to have you. Well, thanks for having me on. 